Welcome to the doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. I'm Andy McNamara alongside Browns insider reporter from WKYC Sports in Cleveland, Matt Flerjancic. Matt, how's it going, buddy? Draft's almost here. Man, you know what? The Blue Jackets just finished off a historic yeah. sweep of the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Jets are back even in their series against the Blues, and we're T-minus six hours away from finding out the Brown schedule. So Oof. life is pretty good right now for a sports reporter in Ohio. No doubt about it. So, Matt, now we're going to get – this is a special mock draft edition 2.0 of the Doghouse. But quickly, you, you've had some schedule leaks. Now, we don't know how true they are. There's been a whole bunch. But you can you give us a, a couple tidbits of some that you feel are, are credible and, and potential ahead of tonight's schedule release? I will give you a couple hints that if you're a fan that likes to tailgate, you're going to have a lot of extra time to do that this upcoming season because there's going to be plenty of games that are played later on in the day. And according to one of the reports that I saw from the New York Daily News, the Browns and the Jets, which were was originally slated for a Week 1 Monday Night Football game, will be a Week 2 Monday Night Football game oh. at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Okay. Now that's interesting because the Monday Nighter at first was supposed to be celebrating the 50th anniversary. The first Monday Night game was Browns and Jets. So right. that's interesting. So that means who are the Browns opening up against? Potentially. Allegedly. Allegedly? Could be a team from their owner's home state. The Titans. Huh. That's what we've seen. So That's kind of an unsexy know. opponent. Yeah, but if you look at it's who winnable. they've got in week three, it makes all the sense in the world. Because when you're going up when you have an up and coming team going up against a Super Bowl contending team, somebody that played in the big game a year ago, you want that up-and-coming team to be 2-0. and Right. Right. You want to have that as a possibility, yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, the Titans don't scare... Don't scare anybody. So, all right. That's that's interesting. We're... And uh, as soon as this... As soon as the schedule drops, we're going to be planning... Me and, uh, and my dad planning to go down our annual trip to visit you guys um, real quick to, to try to... We book. got the grill already fired up. Ooh, baby. Well, we, we got to try to book the airline. What's that? We got to try to book the airline uh, quick because it fills out. It's only like a small plane. It's like a, a, a bus with wings that goes from Toronto to Cleveland. It's very shaky. It feels like Flintstone-esque where you almost have to like put your feet to help it start. It's the old wind propeller <laughs> ones. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a but little iffy. But th- see, this is what you do for the love of your football team. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll walk there if I have to. I would drive before I'd walk. It's only five and a half hour drive. Yeah, and we did that the first bunch of years. Use the aeroplane points after. But anyway, Apollo saying he likes the the Titans. Start one and zero. Oh, perfect. I excellent. Don't you love Matt? The confidence of Browns fans now. Like it's like I equate it to this. You're a homeless guy, and someone hands you a million dollars, and all of a sudden you go from being just a just just sad, nothing to look forward to, to holy crap, I got everything. And it's like, you don't know what to do. That's how I feel as a Browns fan. 1-31 to, I have a quarterback, I have an offense, I have a defense. I, 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 it's too much. But I love it. 
there's a lot to process, but in this kind of case, it's good because we've dealt with so much of the opposite over these years doing this show and watching this team that, you know, to have that confidence that, hey, we're going to be playing for something more than just a draft pick in this upcoming season, it's special. Yeah. And we shouldn't take that for granted. No. Oh, no. Is, is the season going to be as easy as we all would love it to be? on their way to the postseason, hell no. It's going to be a dogfight all the way to the end, every single week. But you love the mentality, the mindset of the guys in that room. Baker Mayfield sets the tone for the franchise. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. you know, they handle the hype, the, the hype, they deal with it, they process it, and they go about their business. Miles Garrett, doesn't say anything. He's the quiet storm. He goes out there, handles his business. Yep. Demarius Randall is a bit of a talker, but he backs it up. And from the Hugh Jackson ball, he <laughs> seems to be making the right moves. And Freddie Kitchens, yeah, he didn't have experience calling plays. He managed an offense that had a quarterback that averaged almost 300 yards and two and a half touchdowns a game. Sure did. Hell yeah, he did. Absolutely. So it's it's a nice feeling to be at. And by the way, folks, you can watch live on Twitch TV and, and go back and watch the video um, right now. If you're listening to the podcast on SB Nation Dogs by Nature, let's go to twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. And I said it earlier, if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, just click subscribe. Free to subscribe. Helps the channel out. You can subscribe there. Click follow. Do subscribe. You can buy bits and cheer us on. You, uh, cost next to nothing. Buy bits and, and cheer, and you get shout-outs on the show and all that. So we'd really appreciate that. Twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Okay, Matt. Schedule's coming out fine, but it's mock draft time. And not having a first-round pick does not dissuade me, sir, from doing a full, borderline sick, seven-round mock. You scratch off the first-round pick. Are you ready? Let's get it. Let's get it on. Okay. So what I, I did was I picked, made a pick, then had a couple surrounding options. What I did is I used the mock draft simulator on thedraftnetwork.com. And it makes it, I find it makes it a, a little, because it changes each time. So it makes the conversation interesting because then you could think, okay, I want this player, but if the mock draft takes him away, you have to think of somebody else. So I put the guy who I picked, and then a few players around that person who might still be available that are worth talking about, okay? Let's go. All right. Second round pick, 49th overall. Damn, I should have got the draft chime. Oh, well. We'll do it next time. (laughs) I forgot to bring it up. Uh, So 49th overall, the Browns and John Dorsey have done a nice job really putting themselves in a situation where you don't have to press or push for an immediate starter like in past years. Now, I know you got Morgan Burnett, sign him from the Steelers. You have Eric Murray, they can be a safety and cornerback tweener. You have Demarius Randall. I still like this safety on the board, and I'm going Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out of Florida. This is a guy, Matt, who, it's a long name, we can call him CGJ, okay? 5'11", 207. He's dynamic he's got mobility he's somebody that you could pop him in a nickel situation as well kind of in that replacing Jabril Peppers angle and 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 thought idea right so he's versatile 
He needs a little bit of work on the deep coverage, but that's something again, where you don't have to press him in and he has the ability to do that. So he can play at a high level um, and he's he's got that short area explosiveness. He's got the aggressiveness and he has a nose for the ball. So just kind of that coverage area thing might be a bit of an issue, but you don't have to force him in. So that's somebody like that as a safety to put in. Do you like that at 49? I don't mind it. I look at it as an opportunity for them when they go the ones versus twos at mm -hmm. training camp for a guy like this to slide in there and compete against the likes of Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham and sharpen his skills. Um, I think that's an understated ability that Landry has is to get the best out of the guys he's going against. And I think that would be a case here where he would really benefit from going against top flight wide receivers. Yeah, right? Like that that's that's something where you, that's gonna help with the development pretty quick. Areas around him or players that came around him, I still like now I like Chauncey Gardner Johnson a little bit better. He could be somebody maybe that goes higher in the second round. Taylor Rapp. We talked about this guy before, Matt. Safety. He needs even a bit more work on the coverage side, but might be a more aggressive thumper. Up top, and, and maybe with getting Morgan Burnett, you don't necessarily need that as much, but you still need youth. Safety Taylor Rapp out of Washington. I like him. Now, in this mock draft, I don't know if he gets this low in the second round, but if he does, I might have to take a look. Defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson. That Clemson D-line is, is pretty sick this draft, isn't it? If Lawrence falls that far and medically he clears all of your hurdles... You run that card to the podium. <laughs> you build that defense. I know that the line is not necessarily a place where they need to continue to add because of what they've gotten through trades and free agency, but you can never have enough guys that can get to the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And that's somebody, again, where... And you have to look at it too, Matt. What's the depth like deeper in the draft? Is there someone you like a little bit later that could be an option? So... Dexter Lawrence would be tough to pass up. Safety Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. He visited the Browns facility. Very long guy. More of a free safety type. So you kind of reverse it there. You have somebody better in coverage and not as willing or at least able at this point to get up in the box. And then the wall. I wanted to ask you about this for a while and I kept forgetting. Defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State. Injured. Going to miss the year likely. Off the field issues with the uh, violence against women in high schools. He's been a clean player since whatever. But for Jeffrey Simmons, who if he was in this draft, people said would be a top 10 pick. I'm not a fan of taking a guy at 49 who I park for a year. But if you like that upside long term, do you look at a Jeffrey Simmons in this situation? I do not. Me neither. Uh, there, there's too many, too many red flags. Um physically and otherwise i nah, i'll pass thanks yeah i'll pass on that too um let's go to the third round 80th overall this is where i get my defensive tackle now again if we went dexter lawrence instead then you might want to switch this up but defensive tackle i went renell wren out of arizona state matt this guy 6'4 295 redshirt senior played a lot of football he's explosive he's powerful his technique Hand technique and foot technique need some work, 
but the power and explosiveness and aggressiveness is there. And that's, again, what you, if you got Larry Ogunjobi, you got Richardson beside him, you can have a guy that needs some development but has a high ceiling and, and tremendous skills in one particular area because he's not going to be forced to start. And it's still going to be an upgrade on what you had depth-wise. So I, I, I like a Rennell run here. Yeah, a good depth pick. Again, building up that that front, that man-in-the-trench mentality with this pick. It, it's it's a little further down the road, but I think it's something that could benefit this team, not necessarily in 2019, but mm-hmm. maybe 2020, 2021, and so on. Yeah. Uh, dog saying, I want a linebacker first, but if no one is good enough, I'll take the safety. All right, that's fine. Uh, chime in too, Paul. Let me know what you think of the pick so far, brother. Um, and anybody else who's on your twitch.tv slash Live on Twitter at AndyMC81 and Matt Florjancic at Matt Florjancic. You're listening to The Doghouse on SB Nation as well, uh, the Dog by Nature podcast. So another option around this, Matt, was... Oh, and again, I don't think that I'm going by what the, the mock simulator gave me. You take what the defense gives you, right? The mock simulator said also available defensive tackle, the Ohio State University, Draymond Jones. He has gone anywhere from a late first round pick to all the way to the fourth round. Some inconsistencies. But Matt, that's a guy who, boy, if you can get him right, he could be real good. No question about it. He's got a good motor. It's getting it consistently firing that is a problem. Uh, Don't know that you necessarily have that kind of problem when you're playing for your career. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw at times how dominant he could be. And there were some times where he disappeared. Now, if you can get that, if you believe you can get the impact player on a consistent basis, you make the pick. Yeah. If you're worried about him, you know, and his mindset, you back away. Hmm. And, and and that's really where you, once you start getting past the second round, nobody is going to be perfect because that's why you're not a first round pick. If you're perfect, R- <laughs> right? Well, hell, there's plenty of first round picks that aren't perfect. We oh. know that. From Matt, first in experience, buddy. I'll, I'll tell you this quick side note. NFL Network last night replayed the entire 2014 draft. The Justin Gilbert, Johnny Manziel draft. Can, I, no, 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 no. Do not sprinkle that bad juju on <laughs> this, this team. Oh, this, no, no, no. Not, no, not, no, not that no, they're no, going to no, do no, it. No, 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 no. We are not talking about the quarterback from AM who shall be removed. Who shall remain nameless? Right, and we are not talking about <laughs> the guy who washed out of the league oh. in less than three years because he overslept. No, we're not sprinkling any bad mojo on this <laughs> 2019 season, bro. We oh. are fully removed from those those days, for lack of a better term, players, and we are moving on with a guy like Baker Mayfield. Amen. And Paulo says so no more, no more Jay Manziel. And then right six. Yeah. I, I, my point is watching that draft, Matt. There were a crap load of busts. Like I was like, oh my god, there is bust. And funny enough, second overall pick was Greg Robinson, who now has a resurgence with the Browns. So that's kind of cool. Anyway, I thought uh, that was that was uh, an interesting note. But you're right; those days are behind us. We have competent front office men. We have competent people making the decisions. Other options in the third round. Draymond Jones, cornerback David Long out of Michigan. Another corner, Trayvon Mullen out of Clemson. 
and linebacker Blake Cashman. So if you wanted to get your linebacker here, Cashman, such a great athlete. Um, he's one of the, those kind of combine heroes, Matt. Athletically gifted, but you wonder when it comes to playing, is he somebody that you could slide right in? That's where I have a little bit of a question. The upside is there. And if you wanted to add cornerback depth, Long and, and Mullen uh, could be those guys. I guess really, like at that point, do you feel, if we have the safety in round two, where do you want to see more depth at if a player is equal in your mind? Is it defensive tackle? Is it linebacker? Or is it corner? I've said for a long time they they needed linebacker help before they released Jamie Collins. So yeah. that's where I'm focusing my efforts. If they can beef up that linebacking core in any way, shape, form, or fashion, they do it and they run like they stole the pick because they are going to need a lot of linebackers with the schedule that they have for this season. Yeah, yeah. And so I think you add some, um, some guys a little bit. I think you can get... A little bit later on in the draft, you can get some. You can still get some some guys that can be contributors because we saw with Dorsey, it was you got Jannard Avery in the fifth round. He has made careers out of getting guys that late. So I like a Cashman here potentially, but I think you can get maybe somebody even with a bit more upside later. The cornerbacks I, I do like because just like linebackers, Matt, you cannot have enough corners, and we saw the Browns run into trouble with that when. Terrence Money Mitchell went out with that wrist injury, and then Denzel Ward with the uh, concussion issues. Yeah, depth in the secondary is key. Uh, I think they're a little better than they were last year at this point in time, but I still think that linebacker core need, it needed an upgrade when they had Jimmy Collins. It needs mm-hmm. something now too. Yeah. So I went with Rennell Wren out of that case in the third round. Fourth round, I went offensive tackle here. I'm totally fine waiting later but this guy kind of jumped out a bit to me matt mac sharping 66 320 out of northern illinois you love those big cold weather nasty linemen and it's somebody who he can seal lanes on on the run um again is he a perfect specimen no because he's a good to be a fourth something round pick but you can he has experience at left and right tackle you could also slide him into guard, even with that size. So he he doesn't have necessarily the foot quickness to maybe be the, the left tackle, but where you want to add some more depth, maybe behind Austin Corbett, maybe another swing guy, Desmond Harrison, add some, some depth there. Somebody with that type of, of frame and size, I might have to look at. No question. Uh, when you get a guy that big that can handle his business on the outside and inside of the offensive lines, he's a versatile enough guy that you should give a look to him. And you could go offensive tackle there. I went also as other options. Edge rusher Anthony Nelson out of Iowa. Because, Matt, I love Miles Garrett. We have Olivier Vernon, who I think is better suited at this point in his career as a number two. But besides that, Miles Garrett is at ankle issue. If something goes wrong, you really fall off. Especially you got rid of Emmanuel Ogba. So I think you need some depth there. Uh, Anthony Nelson is 6'7". Dorsey talked about liking his defensive lineman long. He's got those long arms. Had a bunch of tackles in college, but a little tight to get around the edges. That, that Maybe the, the pass rushing techniques aren't as developed or defined as you'd like. But that is something where um, you can develop him and you can kick him maybe inside, outside, and groom him as you come along. But 
you, you can't teach six seven. That, that that's that's the thing. If you have those those physical skills that you can't teach, but you feel they can learn and grow, that's where you're taking advantage. You're absolutely right, Andy. When you look at physical size, you can't teach it. No. And when you get an opportunity to get an athlete that's as skilled as he is, but that size, you you take it. Yeah. I also put it as an option. I don't think they'd go this high with it, but Justice Hill, Oklahoma State running back, he can catch out of the backfield. I think he's a better in-between-the-tackler runner than Duke Johnson if you think you have to trade Johnson. We don't know. We hope Kareem Hunt comes back in week nine, but he could screw up. You know, if he doesn't, you might want to be adding some running back depth there. Uh, Josh Oliver at tight end, San Jose State, uh, gifted athlete, but again, fourth round might be a bit high. They have this guy sticking around in the fourth round in the mock draft simulator, Matt. Miles Boykin, wide receiver, Notre Dame. You know I've been gushing about this dude for since the combine. Highest vertical. He gives the Browns their true big-bodied receiver, 6'3", 220. No one's going to out-muscle him. No one's going to out-jump him. I don't think he's there in the fourth round. But even though you're loaded at offense, if you have somebody like that, do you see Dorsey taking a receiver even though they are so stacked at that position right now because he is different? He does give them a different big-bodied guy down the field that they don't have? I think you have to look at it because, like you said, there are very limited options in terms of size that the Brown receiver uh, and adding a guy that is that tall and long in that Josh Gordon-esque body yeah. type, you know, that's going to help open up the field for Beckham, for Landry, for Njoku, for Chubb, for Duke Johnson if he's here, for Kareem Hunt when he's able to play. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's an endless amount of options here that can happen offensively if you bring in a guy that can attract the attention and take the top off a of defense. Yeah, that, that can do that. So... I, if Miles Boykin's there, I would do that, but again, it depends what they want. Let's roll through the five, uh, the fifth round picks here. 144th overall cornerback, Mark Fields, Clemson. I addressed cornerback depth there. 155th pick, linebacker, Jermaine Pratt. We'll get back to him in a second. And tight end, Foster Moreau. The last two I really, really like, Matt, for the Browns. Now, Mark Fields, I think, again, you get that corner depth and somebody who maybe needs a, a bit more polishing on man coverage but can play zone but has the ability to stick with receivers so mark fields i think is an option uh there and somebody that you can bring along jermaine pratt is this year's jernard avery to me not like he's a bodybuilder matt but somebody who fell to the fifth round he can tackle he has a non-stop motor he can cover uh receivers and he can stuff the run i love jermaine pratt and i that that is i'm gonna put him in every mock draft i have and i might take him at 144 just to make sure i get him he, he he's tremendous in my mind i think if you get that type of backer and you can add, imagine this, Matt, if you're Dorsey and you had two starters or two potential rotational starters from the fifth round, like what value is that? That's that's insane. It's relatively unheard of at the NFL level, but it's it would be tremendous if they could pull it off. And if they get another linebacker in there that can make plays and make solid tackles, add some depth, add some pass rush ability, you know, that's going to be crucial to them because if the defensive line doesn't get home mm-hmm. the linebackers have to come make plays and all due respect to the current guys on the roster to me they're just guys yeah they're not 
impact game breaking players. Right. If you can get another depth pick that could develop into a playmaker or be as good as some of the older guys, that helps your team too. Yeah, exactly. And Foster Moreau, tight end. This is another guy who I might keep in the fifth round uh, as far as in, in other mocks that we do because he's somebody, Matt, out of LSU. Wasn't necessarily asked to do a whole lot in the passing game, but he can catch. He's got sticky fingers. He's 6'5", huge body, and somebody who is, I think, an instant upgrade as that now third tight end behind Seth the Valve and who you could sprinkle out if you if you fancied yourself a three tight end set. So Foster Moreau's another guy who I love in that spot. Other option, uh, Terrell Hanks. If Jermaine Pratt, for some reason, is gone, I would go Terrell Hanks from New Mexico State. Matt, at the Combine, sorry, at the Senior Bowl, this guy's horizontal lateral coverage, I think, would be unique to the Browns that we have not seen in quite a while because they've been having so much trouble covering those tight ends. His lateral coverage of receivers is tremendous. Not as physical as a Jermaine Pratt, but still a sound tackler. So that's another guy who I think could really... Um, step up. Matt, I want to get your, your thoughts on, on this one too. Interior offensive lineman Michael Jordan from Ohio State. If he's there in the fifth round, is that somebody you like as, a, a, again, kind of a, a depth O lineman to help shore things up behind Austin Corbett? I wouldn't be against the pick. Uh, Jordan's made some good you know, good blocks in his Ohio State career um, that really opened some holes for some talented running backs and he'd have another talented running back, actually a couple of them running behind him. If they were to bring him into the Browns, uh, wouldn't be against it. Don't necessarily know if it's the biggest need, but yeah, if they want to upgrade something along the interior, I mean, because Zeitler's gone, so you yeah. figure Austin Corbett slides into his spot. Yeah. And Austin was the backup center and guard last year. Betonio has an injury history. Treader played through a high ankle sprain half of last season. Yeah, depth in that interior, now that I talk about it a little bit more, seems like it's creeping up the list of importance. Yeah, you talked yourself into it <laughs> as you were going. Tash Cash on Twitch says, go Browns. Um, Paulo says, LB, I'm with you, Matt, uh, also. So, again, guys, you can, on twitch.tv slash andymaclive, click subscribe, click follow. If you have an Amazon Prime account, free to subscribe. Helps us out. You can buy some bits and uh, cheer us on here, and we'll give you shout-outs right at the top of the screen on twitch.tv uh, as well. Six-round pick, Matt. I went Edge Malik Carney out of North Carolina. Again, Edge depth guy if you wanted to go there. Other options, tight end Tommy Sweeney. Not known for a blo uh, blocker, but a heck of a pass catcher out of Boston College. Some linebackers. Running back James Williams, who if you really wanted to go running back here, I like out of Washington State because he is a pure pass catcher. And that's somebody who you could pop in if you had to get rid of Duke Johnson. And I don't think you missed too much of a step in the sixth round. Now, seventh round, Matt. Do you know what position I went with? Can you guess? I'm surprised it took you this long. I held off. I won't go higher than a seven. Going with a specialist that can put the ball through the uprights. Yes, you got it, my friend. I went kicker, um, and I went with Matt Gay out of Utah. Now this guy I liked because he was something like 44 or 45 extra point, 45 or 46 extra points made. He had a 62-yard kick 
good deep, maybe not as powerful a leg on kickoffs, but I don't, I don't care. So what? Greg Joseph can can uh, kick it through. Kickoffs are going to be eliminated yeah. in the NFL. In so year what? Two anyway. So okay, so, so you can kick it through. So that stuff. Yeah. Kick it through the uprights. I think Matt Gay is an instant upgrade for a competition with Greg Joseph. You got to have a competition, man. You got to. You got to. Maybe you bring somebody in undrafted. You got to do better than Greg Joseph. You just do. So I went kicker. Other options. Um, Sharif Miller, edge rusher, Penn State. Craig Reynolds, who I think is interesting because he's a converted wide receiver who turned into a running back and has great hands. And, and that could be a real poor man's Duke Johnson if you wanted to go that route. Elijah Holyfield, running back. Back up to Nick Chubb. I just kind of think it'd be cool, Matt, to have Evander, the real deal, former heavyweight champ, walking around Berea. That, that, that's kind of selfish. I think that'd be neat. I want to see Holyfield. His son lost a ton of money at the combine. Yeah, it was a bad that combine. Was one of the highest rated running backs, and everybody wanted yeah. to talk about him because of his athletic pedigree. And he cost himself millions at the combine because yeah. he did not show up. In no. fact, a lot of running backs didn't show up at no. the combine. No, uh, this is, Matt, when you look at Holyfield, he's more kind of in the, the realm of a LeGarrette Blunt. He's not going to catch the ball. He's a straight-ahead steamroller. So not to say he's a diamond dozen because he is very powerful on the push. I want to give him more credit than that. But, yeah, he might be somebody that I don't think the Browns particularly need, but it'd be cool to see the real deal around <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always cool to get to meet and hang out with celebrities at training camp. I mean, it's last year I got, who would have thought I got to interview Brad Paisley. Right. Yeah, you know, with the hard knocks. Just like, it's a cool, you know, it's a, it's a cool thing. That's cool. And, you know, gotten to see Bruce Smith and mm. some other great, you know, athletes and entertainers. So what the hell? Why what not hell? a former heavyweight champion boxer? And the last guy I think that might be an interesting seventh-round pick, Matt, if you wanted to go linebacker depth again, he's 6'2", 235 out of TSU. He's raw, but Ty Summers. Again, I, with that size, 6'2", 235, I can't teach that. And if you got a high motor and a high football IQ, I can train you, and that might be somebody where you could find another gem, at least on special teams. So that's, that's the full... Mock draft, my friend. It's uh, it, it's a journey. Overall, what did you think? How the, the how how the bodies fell? What what did you think? Thought you did pretty good for your first time as a GM. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I did it at least as good as Sashi Brown. Probably better. Dude, that's such a low bar. <laughs> hey, I, I have as much I have as much front office experience on football decisions as a Sashi. <sighs> What Dude. a bum. Dude. We're not going to talk about that. No. What? First you bring up I know. 14. I know. Now you're bringing up the Sashi Brown era. Dude. I know. Stop. Okay, this is the realist uh, that people like to say that I'm a pessimist, okay? Yeah. I am telling you, be excited. Be happy. I'm excited. Forget about the you-know-what of the past and embrace the fact that you have a quarterback, you have a lot of weapons around him, You've got a stud defensive end that has a ton of teammates that can make plays. Dude, don't sprinkle any BS on this season, man. I know. Let's I know. It's hard to forget. Is, okay? The Sashi Brown draft picks are all gone. Thank God. All of them. Except At for Miles Garrett. First year. At least from the first year. Yeah, yeah. From uh, 16. It doesn't matter. It 
does not matter. That has no bearing on this team whatsoever. You're right. We're, we're optimistic on this show now because yes. we have reason to be optimistic. It's not a blind faith, okay? It, we got Baker. Hey, we see positivity. We saw it last year. This team went from O in the season to 7-8-1 and damn near in the thick of the playoffs uh, race until the last week of the season. Yeah. Had it not been for a – I almost – said something I shouldn't. <laughs> Had it not been for a terrible kicking performance in New Orleans, they would have been in the playoff hunt until Week 17. Don't so, start me on the kicker. Damn it, we're moving on from all that BS of the past, and we're going after bigger and better things in 2019. As long as I can get rid of move on from Greg Joseph. So there, there you go. There you go. That is that is the sixth, the, the, the full Cleveland Browns mock draft. I want to hear from you guys, though. If you like it, you don't, you have picks you want, you have guys you want, let me know. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Fleurjancic, myself at AndyMC81, and make sure you come on Twitch, man. Like, this is something, too. If we get subscribers going and all that, we can do some cool Brown stuff. We can do Twitch meetups. We can do uh, cool Brown surprises and stuff like that. But make sure if you have an Amazon Prime account, click subscribe. Free to subscribe. Buy some bits. Pop it in. Cheer. Every little bit helps the channel. Matt, final thoughts, buddy. Uh, with the draft, is going to be here next week. Yeah, you know what? It's way different. Um, way different. Not, I've, I've had multiple first-round picks, I think, three of the last four, or maybe four of the last five years. Mm-hmm. And now not having any, and it's like... It's weird. You know, I actually feel better about this one than I did at any other point when we had first-round picks. Yeah. So, uh, looking forward to an interesting weekend. I wouldn't be so sure that the Browns will not end up with a first round pick throughout this journey because I have a feeling that Dorsey might be wanting the trade, but hmm. hey, who knows? He it's could make it interesting. not have to be talking about this for seven months. That's right. Dudamau says, uh, with Dorsey, seems that I don't worry, he will get it right. Yes. Dudamau, you're right. Tash Cash also says, yes, I concur. Matt concurs. That'll do it, folks. Schedule release coming up. Draft coming up, and we'll uh, you know we'll we'll touch base again before and then after the draft here on the doghouse. Uh, good stuff, Matt. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good, Andy. Have a good one. All right, Matt will have all uh, all the great content too. WKYC Sports, Matt Florjancic, and uh, check that out. You've been listening to the doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. <laughs>